I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Previously on Downton Abbey, Cousin Matthew proposed to Lady Mary. Sir Antony went on a date with Lady Edith. Mr. Bates and Thomas's rivalry over the pilfered wine is still in the air. And you know what else is still in the air? Rumors about old Kamal Pamuk. And that's what we got going into the finale of series one. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Welcome back. Yeah, here we are. Finale time. Yeah, a lot to get into. This is a meaty episode, an this hour. An hour and change. You know how many times I had to keep stopping to rewinding just to take notes? Like <laughs> This is like, it was like watching a Lord of the Rings movie by the time I was actually done. <laughs> yeah. From Linny to the end credits? Yeah, yeah. No, it was a lot. And I was watching it too with my mom, and I was like, sorry, I got, I got to rewind this because I got to take notes down. But A lot going on in this one. Yeah. <laughs> William's back. He, uh... That that's where we pick up is he he, so it, it says was it 1914. So it's July 1914. So yeah. that is the last episode was May 1914. So he was gone for two months to see his mother. Well, the 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 Crawleys or the the Granthams were gone too. That's right. In they, London, they went to London too. I guess they're more important to get to than William uh, and his uh, mother. May she feel better. Oh wait, no, she died. <laughs> oh man, yeah, she feels that's better. right because she. Oh, yeah, because I forgot he gets the black armband that Anna knits him, and that he can only wear. Um, uh, he can wear, but not when entertaining uh, guests. According that's to Carson, very, yeah, it's very nice of Carson to allow. Yeah, him to mourn the black armband. Uh, do, wait, before we get into the episode, was there anything from the last episode we need to clear or get get through? Uh, I guess the one thing was the acceptability of kissing your cousin and marrying your cousin. How how acceptable acceptable is it? It was apparently pretty acceptable. Okay. Not too taboo. And there are fourth cousins. So they're not right. first cousins. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I'm just wondering, when, when did the turn happen where it became like, okay, what just stop any of this? I, I don't know. Yeah, I really didn't do too much digging, but I did find out that they were fourth cousins, and that's really not. Were there any like? That's his, barely, re- you know. Was there any like historical examples that like? The Roosevelts? I don't know exactly what. The Roosevelts? That's like, they're American. Yeah. Well I, well, I guess America was built on incest, right? So that that, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Adam <laughs> and Eve were. It's all. Yeah. Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes, they were fifth cousins once removed. All right. So that's like a, a rung below Mary, Mary and, and, and Matthew. Cousin, cousin Matthew. Right. Oh, man. All right. Well, okay. So back to what we were saying. They were yeah. in London. William's mother has passed away. Yep. Uh, they were not in London for that matter. No, they were uh, in for like Sybil's season? Yeah. 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 I, I wasn't... She was praised. Uh, I, I don't know what was going on there exactly. Is this like the the opposite? Because we've heard uh, the Dowager refer to the stud book mm-hmm. of eligible men. Is it her party is like the, them showing her off to the world as like an eligible bachelorette? Uh, I think that's what I gathered from it. But yeah, yeah. 
or at least showing her off as maybe is she like 18 or something do we even we should be keeping track of how old the characters are we're not because we're amateurs and also they don't they they also don't visibly age see dowager Dowager, for example yeah (laughs) we we spoke about this last time mr bates yeah and his limp and mrs patmore's eyes yeah but uh yeah they come back and uh gwen still hasn't gotten a job yet It's only been a couple months. It's only been a couple months. She's resting on her laurels of being a good uh, maid. Is she? I don't know. They really don't let you know how good... <laughs> Sybil's she's kind of helping. in the background when she's not trying to get a secretary job. There really isn't any storyline to Gwen except that she wants to get a job. <laughs> I mean, she's representative of the, the... Sort of what Sybil stands for. Right, that's, that's true. She's sort of a vessel for... The privileged Lady Sybil to actually do some good. Should we just get into it? Should we just say that you know she gets the job this episode finally? Yeah, it seems like a, a, this is a dense episode, and Sybil get or Gwen getting a job is like, oh great, yeah, good for her. Finally happened. Uh, I mean, there's the humorous moment of like Grantham saying like, I want to use the library, and it's like you can't. She's getting interviewed in there. I can't use my own library. <laughs> <laughs> Robbers, no, nah, he wants his library. Yeah, for and it's she wants she's gonna get a job at a telephone company. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of humorous bits about telephones in this episode. But. <laughs> yeah, Mister Mister Carson and the telephone. Oh man, I loved it. Uh, just him picking up the telephone and not knowing which thing to talk into and which to listen to. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Carson's Carson's a treasure. This, oh yeah, he's a great character. There's more we'll get to with Carson, but he's just he's fantastic. What what's the big thing this episode though? What what's the I mean what what's the big thing this episode? There's a lot of big things in well, this episode. I, I think I was specifically talking about a a, a baby bump. A baby, uh, yep. <laughs> well, we, well, bump bump can be taken in more ways than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, you can't really see the bump yet because uh, she's only four months pregnant, apparently. Uh, which is, everyone is shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was shocked too. Uh, their explanation for it happening is very. I don't it's know very it's, Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently, according to the doctor on there, women later in life have a moment of high fertility, he says. not clear. Everyone's favorite, Dr. Clarkson. Yeah, yeah. Not clear what triggers that or why. I mean, do we know anything about this? Like, I, I don't know much about the whole motherhood thing and stuff. It just... It seems suspect to see how these girls that they have are like in their 20s and then Cora's pregnant again. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. All right, well, and then Grantham himself is just like shocked, and he comes around like, "Oh yeah, this, this would be great." Yeah, I mean, the idea of a son. Yeah, that hangs heavy over the episode. Yeah, because if it's a son, that means Matthew loses his entail, and then he's just marrying Mary out of love. Or, yeah, potentially. More, more so Mary marrying Matthew out of love yeah. because he has no say. Because yeah, Mary's losing all of this potential, uh, you know, she's about to, she's buying in or marrying into being what her mother is, like the the lady of the house. Yeah. But yeah, if yeah. a brother comes along, she's just going to be a lady at the house. Yeah. And uh, that's not good. No, no. Uh, it's not, not good times for Mary, really. And, uh, and, and poor Matthew, because like, you know, at the last, last episode they kissed, and then like he proposed her. So if this is two months later now, just looking at the time of the show, she took two months to get back to him on his marriage proposal. Come on. And you know, when you kiss somebody, 
Means and something. it's a good kiss? Yeah. And you propose marriage? They, they might have been kissing in between. You think they've been kissing the past two months? Have they been? Have the cousins been kissing? <laughs> yeah. Have I, don't been think, I don't think so. I don't think so. Them kiss? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People want to see him kiss, and now it's just too much attention. But the, but the other thing is, like, yeah, maybe he just hasn't been as good a kisser, you know, and it's giving her second thoughts. Yeah, he's, he's practicing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I can feel for Matthew in this episode, like his frustration, like, come on, like, you know, give me an answer. I'm the guy. I am. He, he wants to be. He wants to be Lord Crawley. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't want to be a puppet, he says. <laughs> uh, the one thing is, like, they'll get to keep the house uh, that he and his mother are staying in. Yeah. Lord Grantham is like generously offering Crawley house. Yeah. Yeah. But Matthew's like, he'll move on. You can stay here or whatever. I mean, Matthew seems still a little hesitant. He still hasn't quite left behind his old life. Yeah. He's still working, as we saw him running from the office in the last episode to punch out the revolutionaries. <laughs> it's true. And he's very analytical about everything. Like, he says Mary's very, being very practical about all these things. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he, I don't know. He's, he's a complicated man. Yeah, definitely. Why don't we go back downstairs? Why don't we? Why don't we? Uh, why don't yeah, we... this episode has a lot of interwoven plots. Yeah, so it's really difficult to just move on from one thing to the other because it's all just jumping all over the place. But mm-hmm. let's get to our favorite plot, probably Patmore. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh man, those sunglasses she wears are. Well, and why is she wearing the sunglasses? Those are. That's a bold fashion statement. Uh, no, it's because she has those cataracts. She gets sent to London for surgery. Oh man! And what? Who? Who comes in to help keep things in line? Mrs. Bird. Yeah, Mrs. Bird, <laughs> who was just as willing to uh, browbeat Daisy, <laughs> like just talk down to her. But in fairness to Mrs. Bird, on her way out, Mrs. Patmore suggests that Daisy make sure the food's not as good as hers. Right. Right. Which and is kind of funky. Yeah, that's not nice. Uh, and, you know, Daisy's so submissive to everyone, she's willing to go along and ruin the food. <laughs> and then break down crying, admitting later that yeah, she Yeah, and then Mrs. Berg oh, suspects man. that she's going to do that. Yeah. So she doesn't even use that food for the 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 Grantham, the, the family. Yeah, yeah. She has it served to the, the people downstairs. Oh, man. Poor Daisy. And, and Patmore, too. Like, it's rare that we see Patmore show any emotion. She actually, like, is crying on the bed as she knows they're going to do surgery on her eyes. <laughs> and looking so beside herself. Um, it, it was such a weird thing, because I, I just don't think about Patmore much, just in general, even, like, when I'm watching the show. And then to see her, like, breaking down is just like, oh, man, like, I guess I feel bad for Patmore. Uh, you do, I mean... You do in that moment, but not yeah. really. No, because she comes back in black. <laughs> with those Straight up wearing full black <laughs> with the black sunglasses. sunglasses. It's like Django Unchained. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are Jamie Foxx sunglasses. It's so weird. Uh, in regards to Mrs. Patmore going to London, mm-hmm. Anna gets sent with her. Yeah. And we'll... What a trip. We'll, we'll, we'll change... We'll t- turn Shift back gears. the hands of time... To focus on Miss O'Brien receiving a letter. Oh yeah. About Mr. Bates. Yeah. She thinks it's the final nail in the coffin to get rid of this cripple. 
Lame. He's lame. <laughs> he uh, can manage. He can manage, though. Uh, about his uh, his military history that he uh, he he stole in the military and he had the in the military I thought it was another job oh or was it in the military it's a little confusing I thought, I, yeah yeah the language they use is very verbose so it's hard to to follow what they're all saying and it is a long episode <laughs> yeah 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 uh, he he stole something right uh, either way though it seems yeah he stole he pled guilty of theft right and it's such an odd thing because like <laughs> you know they say like did you do it Bates and he's like what does it matter you have the story and it's like well Bates isn't standing up for himself at all it's like he's just kind of like accepting his fate like it's like not meant to be that he's going to be there at the manor mm-hmm. um, but Anna can accept this she she wants to get that kiss you know like she will yeah <laughs> it's been two months cousins aren't the only people who can get the kisses they want in Downton Abbey <laughs> that's very true it's very weird saying that out loud yeah I, we need to back away from that maybe um, but yeah, she goes to London and she goes to the military base that they have there and tries to pull the records on him and, uh, finds out some interesting information that he has a mother and a wife. Well, we knew he had a wife. You said he'd been married before to Anna. Oh yeah. That's a couple remember. episodes ago. She's like, I don't care that you had a wife. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I could be Oh, wrong, that's but. right. That's right. Or I thought that was someone else, but no. Yeah. Yeah. And he still has, um. But he's still married, I think, right? Like, that's a... I don't know. I don't it, think he's still... Didn't she pass? His wife? Yeah. I don't or was know. she just bad news? It was bad news. Because, yeah, spoiler alert, she's the one that stole. And Bates took the fall. Right, because Anna finds Bates' mother, who looks a lot like Bates. The, the actress they brought in to play Bates' mother looks a lot like him with, like, the beady eyes and, like, the jolly face. <laughs> Like I, I, I was curious actually if the actress is his mother, um, and is it's not? It's not. It, is it not? I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't check. I was. I was made a note to myself to check, but I was like, well, just kudos. No, it's not. It's not. It's uh, Jane Wenham, Mrs. Bates. All right. Well, kudos to the casting director because they really nailed it uh, in the, the likenesses. Yeah. Uh, but uh, why did he confess though in the first place? Do we? Did, it, did they make it clear? I mean, they say he was shook by the African War, and like, uh, oh, he was just in a really bad spot. Yeah, yeah. So he. But just, you see, like, I think that's a, a testament to his character. Yeah. That we know he is. Uh, He's willing to fall on fall on the sword for someone else. Yeah, and they they refer to. Well, what's the? There's a line. Where he's like a, they call him like a he a drunk. He's like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, I was a drunk, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was oh. those things. He's just, he seems so unpleasant for a lot of the episode. Uh, well, it's, I mean, he doesn't know what's going on. He's, he's, his livelihood could be taken from him. And not only that, his girl could be taken from him. Because, and the most random uh, events in this episode, there's an exchange between Mosley and Anna. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, they're just gossiping about, um, Bird and Patmore like going at it. It's like them through the window, like them gossiping. Yeah, it's a very strange. And then Mosley catches Thomas pilfering Bates's uh, pocket for some reason. No, putting the thing back oh, putting... into Lord Grant. Oh, Mr. Carson's. Oh, it's returning something, right, or taking something. He's attempting to steal something from Carson's pocket. That's what I thought. It's always swiping. He's, yeah. yeah, but as, so at the end of the episode. Mosley is talking to Bates, and he asks him about Anna. 
and like if she's like spoken for or whatever. And Bates is like, it's kind of sweet the way he tells him, like, oh, there's a man who's keen on her. And then, like, once he's like, how keen? Oh, he's very keen on her. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, what a sweetheart, Mr. Yeah, ba- Bates. Bates has designs on Anna. Uh, so well, we knew that. And then, like, Mosley's just kind of like, is like, oh, and just kind of wanders off. Like, Mosley's a dud. He doesn't have a chance to Anna. Anna's a pretty woman. Like, she's very pretty. And it's just like, Mosley's just. He's not. <laughs> no Mosley. offense to the actor, but they just they do him no favors. Yeah, the comb over. Oh man, it's it's not not a good look. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor Mister Mosley. But I, you know, we've already given him way too much time. Yeah. On this episode of the podcast, should we move back upstairs or should we stay with the downstairs? What else happened downstairs? Well, I mean, oh well, a throwdown. Oh, what, the, what throwdown between uh, Thomas and uh, and William? Oh yeah, geez, because Thomas keeps talking trash about Williams being like a. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, spoiler, or, well, I guess you, if you were listening as you watched the episode, so the baby miscarries. Yes. <laughs> While we're on the subject of to fight William and Thomas, yeah. Last week we talked about these people downstairs seeming to be like. You know, so, so reverent yeah. of of the Granthams, but Thomas is like, why do we even care about these people? Like, we barely know them; they barely know us. And, I and it's a, actually kind of a and I don't, you know, it's Thomas, and he's a jerk. But it's a very yeah. interesting moment that he had good points. I, like I could relate to like what he was saying, although he was doing it at the wrong time and being really, really raw, uh, mean about it. <laughs> and then William just. Locks them no, and they start nuts. going at him. Yeah, yeah, it's a brawl downstairs. I and love they, it. They want Thomas out. Carson wants Thomas out. Grantham wants Thomas out. Why did they keep this guy hired? I don't know. Well, it, it's just hard to find help, I guess, or replace. People. I don't think why. Well, I mean, as a <laughs> he's so, a he's a footman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. as what kind of brings us all about is like, so the Dowager is looking for a new maid, and she's like worried, like about finding one and like you know it's not easy i guess to introduce someone into your day-to-day that is going to be there like mm-hmm. full time i believe the quote that she says is is there anything anything worse than losing one's maid <laughs> and then she said she's gentle as a lamb white, to her previous maid man white teen, white people 1914 problems <laughs> like <laughs> yeah was it, oh, so he, this this comes around to O'Brien. O'Brien, because we Lord Grantham is talk and Cora are talking about the constant scheming and scuffling of Bates and O'Brien or Bates, geez, Thomas and O'Brien. Yeah, and maybe and, it's time to sack her. And O'Brien walks in and hears that tail yeah. end of that, mm-hmm. and she's none too pleased. No, 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 and to the point where so Cora is taking a bath. Oh well, th- well that that is skipping over all the. I am. I'm, she she hears all the the rumblings that, you know, um, Violet mm-hmm. wants the Dowager wants a new maid, but she doesn't know that. Right. So she just hears Cora talking about finding a new maid. Right. Yeah. Because Cora says like, um, "What do you know about a, a maid fitting in at a new place or whatever?" But I think that yeah, that triggers the event, right? The event. So Cora's pregnant. She's full blown, like four months in. Everybody knows it. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, she's taking a bath. They take a, a so 
O'Brien brings her soap and breaks it in half. No, she, um, Cora drops the soap. Yeah, she drops and it's, the soap. And it breaks. Yeah. And O'Brien can either give her the full bar of soap or just give her half. And she just gives her half and tells her the other half is under the tub. Yeah. Which is weird. If you're, if you're doing your job, just get rid of that soap, right? Instead of leaving it there. Well, she wants it there. But the, it's weird that she tells Cora, like, it's under the, the tub, like... Well, she would have probably get, probably given it to her, or yeah. you know, moved it. She yeah, just says, "I'll get it later," because she doesn't want to be hanging around a weird, yeah, I guess, rich, pregnant, naked woman bathing. <laughs> fair, fair. And then you know, she she has her misgivings for a second. She catches a look at herself in the mirror, and she's like, "O'Brien, oh, you're not like this." No, oh, she's like this. Too late. <laughs> Too. Late. And you just hear like, "Whoomp!" It's like, oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's that cartoon like. Like it's like it's like there's a shriek. Yeah, like oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's not good. It's not good. So Cora has a miscarriage, and then in probably one of the more gripping emotional moments, we see Lord Grantham like bawling. Oh my god, because he would have had a boy. It would have been a boy. It was a son. Oh man, it's so it's so sad. It's real sad. <laughs> and then that's why it is kind of like. Real wrong that Thomas just comes in there gallivanting like, well, you know, another baby, another one gone or whatever. It's like, shut up, <laughs> uh, man. It, it's a shame, and and and, the, and you know, it's actually kind of rough for O'Brien because Thomas has his own out of the the house that he's working on. He just got a job offer, right? Oh, no, he wants to enlist with Doctor Clarkson. Yeah, he he wants to volunteer to be a a, a medic. I do not want a him. medic or like just he wants to work in doctor. the medical field. He yeah, can't, he can't be a doctor. I don't want that guy operating on me. No, like he would be the guy from Operation who drops like a cell phone in your your body or something like that, or like water on the knee. He'd be the guy who just doesn't do it right. I no, no. But yeah, he, he everyone seems to be happy to hear that he may be moving on though. Yeah, <laughs> like get out of here. Yeah, Lord Grantham is like like overjoyed. Yeah, 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 and that's where it leaves him. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, let's let's move back up top though, right? Okay, who are we going to now? Lady Mary, Lady Mary and cousin Matthew. Is that where we want to go? Oh, we next? Already, I mean, we already talked about that earlier, but like Lady Mary and Edith. Oh, Lady Mary and Edith. Oh, oh, oh my brother. I mean, we have a miscarriage, but this this is the one that was just like, oh boy, because Edith is a bad person. Like Edith is the one. Our old pal Evelyn Napier comes to visit. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, as much as we talk trash about Edith on this podcast and we don't like her really, she very much earned it with what she did. She here. had a great week last last week. Yeah, she was she was in the, the she was her and Sir Anthony. <laughs> yeah, that romance was really blossoming. Uh, but this week, so so Evelyn Napier shows up to visit. It's still, it's a man. Evelyn, the reminder that yeah, Evelyn Napier yeah. is a man. <laughs> Pramuk's uh, buddy. Yeah, and he is. He's like, I'm here to tell you, Lady Mary, that this thing was leaked to a Turkish embassy. And he knows you knows you don't know who did it. And he takes a dramatic pause, and she's like, I'm dying to know. And then he waits an extra moment before he tells her. It's just like, man, you're really making her feel this. And then we find out it's Edith. And, it's like, oh. and that's when we hear, oh. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Someone <laughs> falls down when they hear that information. Slips through the bar of soap everywhere. Uh, all I could think was like that Edith, that woman. Like, how could she do that well, to her burn, sister? It burns. It, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. But then on on, on Sir Anthony, mm-hmm. Lady Mary tries to get even. 
Well, wait, wait, before we even get to that, she confronts Edith about that. And, and, and she was like, how could you? And Edith says uh, she has no regrets and that Pamuk died in the arms the, of a slut. Like, oh my gosh. Like, Edith is whew, hot take city for me. <laughs> laying into Mary. Oh my God. And, I, I would, like had to stop at that. In the arms of a slut. Yeah, she's saying that directly to her sister. Like The guy who died in, yeah. in the arms of her. I, no one should do say that to their family members. I don't care who you are, what century it is. Don't no. don't, don't say that they to your family. Those words very yeah. wisely. And then you know Edith doesn't care. She's just so happy. And then Sir Anthony proposes, wants to propose to her. That's moving along like really well, quick. He's old. <laughs> he only has a so many. But do you think they kiss though? Because they, they want Anthony and Edith. Yeah. Or, no, I don't think so. Or do you think the producers spared us of watching the two of them kiss? Because who wants He's to like, see that? <laughs> oh, God, just the two sniveling people. Just like, the, the flip of O'Brien and Thomas is Edith and Sir yeah, Anthony. they're blonde, too. Oh, my gosh. Well, Edith, Anthony is not, is not a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of a old, you know, middle-aged well, widower. Who's what, kind of a, what does Mary say later in the episode when she derails this proposal? She says she's, that Edith is hiding out from an old boar. <laughs> Which, you know, it's not not true. No, no. I mean, Edith is not hiding, but he is a boar. Yeah. Uh, I th- uh, well, I took that to mean B-O-A-R, not like, like a boring a, man, like a... Just a boar of like a man. a pig? Yeah. I thought it was like a... Like he is a... He's a, just a dud. Oh no! I thought I thought like uh, a a boar like you know. Is there a way I'm gonna look online to see if this quote the di- dialogue is in there? Because it would make sense of like maybe they had made out, and the way he went in there, he went in there like a boar. Like and- <laughs> really? Yeah. I think that's a very generous assumption. <laughs> that that uh, Anthony just can't control himself. Uh, yeah, I guess I could be wrong on this one. Not uh, that it really matters. Either way. Mary sabotages Edith, and then the look she gives Edith when Edith is like running after Sir Anthony. It's cold blooded. It's cold blooded. Uh, love it. Love it. It's. Oh boy. Yeah. And at that, the, the garden party is a thing that's happening. It's very nice. That's where this um, breakup happens. Yeah, yeah, the sabotage yeah. happens. Yeah, it, it's funny because like um, you see the dowager like throughout the episode like she's been kind of working against um, Aunt Rosamond. Uh, whereas Rosman's saying, like, you know, I don't know if you want to be tied to Matthew because he's going to be poor and then you're going to have to deal with this. Aunt Rosamond, it's her first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she's a bit of a wrecking ball. She's a personality for sure. Because she's been referred to before, but this is the first time we see her. Yes. Because she's there to visit for the garden party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because she's just getting in the way of love that we know is true between Mary and Matthew and the weird thing is Dow- the Dowager wants to see Mary with Matthew even if he doesn't have the money and someone says um, Dowager you're such a romantic and she's like I've never been called that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I, I believe that uh, but you know it, it's funny because at the end of the episode we Matthew's mom Isabel confronts the, the Dowager she's like well it looks, looks like you got what you wanted and the Dowager's like nah oh yeah I wanted them to I wanted for these cousins to kiss I wanted <laughs> Because we didn't even have we even outright said she's Mary says no. Yeah, Mary. Two says, months later, took her two months to say no, and Matthew <laughs> is pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he's uh, I I don't blame him. You know he he waited around. He's a hot head. He gets he gets Grantham mad. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. 
Because I think even Grantham kind of likes Matthew, so it's just... I think everybody likes Matthew. Yeah. He, he, He's a good cousin. Yeah. It's a... Yeah, it's, it's a shame. But... Uh, are we missing anything else? I, I feel like it covered a lot, but there's like there's so many little moments in this episode. Um, a lot of just banter between Carson and Hughes. A lot, a lot of little flirtations, it seems like, between I don't them. Think, I, I mean, knowing where the show goes, I, I really... It, I had I didn't consider it seems a flirtation. More, yeah. It seems like a very... Um, Innocent. Like a very just, Yeah, like the two older people that are just kind of on the same level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both mutually happy to see Thomas wanting to leave. Uh and just the telephone just confounding. Yeah, the phone. Yeah, the phone. I think one thing about the Gwen mm-hmm. job thing is a very is very appropriately handled. Yeah. Where like, there's nothing really for Tom Branson in this episode. Yeah. So he's the one that's like walking around as the phone ring. So we have the comedy of the phone. Yeah. Then he goes to the to Sybil with the information, mm-hmm. and at the garden party, Sybil goes to Gwen, and Gwen starts. Jumping up and down. One thing leads to another. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh wow, this is it's this funny. is very Downton Abbey of us to have this. Like, so how many phones did they install in that house? Cause, two, right? Because yeah. there's one in the like main hall. Well, is it in the main hall? Is because I thought that was like a joke. Because like Carson doesn't know what to do with the phone, so he just thinks to put it in the most public place possible to have the phone. Well, he has his in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I think it's I think it's in one of the main rooms. Yeah, because Sybil like goes to show him around. But I, f- I find it funny, like to think if you call up the manor, you're gonna get Carson on the other end. Like you know, you you you're hoping to get a hold of someone, then it's just like, oh, Carson, you know, like I guess you're not gonna get Grantham right on the line when you call up the manor anyway. So I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know what I'm expecting. Maybe <laughs> I'm totally wrong on that. But I think we need to get to the big reveal at the end of the episode, though, right? Well, before we get there, oh, okay, I'm the big reveal. We all know it. Just yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's very cinematic, right? But I think there's a nice moment where Daisy sort of turns or rather grows up. Yeah. When she, you know, like William is there and they have this moment where it's like she realizes Thomas is bad news and she's like, we're friends, right? And William's, or does William say that to her? Oh, no, Daisy says it to William. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're friends. And it's this nice little, like, finally, Daisy. Yeah. Like, and even like Patmore recognizing like Daisy's like her, like, right hand you know like mm-hmm. it's a sweet like you know people are recognizing she has some worth <laughs> and, that is true and we're fans of daisy so like i mean i think there's only a couple people that we're not fans of yeah. actually i take that back it's probably quite a handful yeah yeah but she, she's a sleeper favorite yeah daisy daisy's a sleeper very likable character i wouldn't call her a favorite she's she might not crack my overall top five but she's a great yeah she's sweet yeah, yeah. and it's good to see any character like that that's kind of constantly being a, like kind of a buffoon like she's taken advantage of and she's yeah. she's she's also traumatized she saw pamuk right <sighs> she's had a rough go of it and it's good to see the her kind haunted. of end the season on the uphill as opposed to being picked on by fat Moore yeah or haunted by the the ghost who's floating around in <laughs> <laughs> the spinoff of downton abbey uh so archduke ferdinand he uh he got got. He was he got, got. A, assassinated back in 1914 by the Black Hand, <laughs> you know, the famous uh, terrorist organization, and uh, they're going to war. That's the big reveal at the garden party. They are, they're talking about war brewing the whole time. Yeah, 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 and it's going to happen. Perfect timing for Thomas, because uh, they're going to need uh, some medics. Yeah. They even note that to him, like, oh, you're, you're in the right place, you know, hopefully, with this uh, war. 
Yeah, so it's like Everything's he gets good. the letter and he's excuse me, everyone, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, we it, are going to war. And you think about that too. So like they received that letter, someone had to transcribe that. They didn't think about breaking the news to him. They, he had to read it himself first. Like this is happening. <laughs> it seems like yeah, that that can just be verbally given. Right. You don't yeah. need to say like, here's this letter. <laughs> read. So long. Yeah. Bye. yeah. <laughs> uh. So I think it's time to go to the power rankings, maybe? Start with down. You want to start on the bottom? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mary's number three. Same for me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a pretty rough time for her. <laughs> She's not getting married, and then uh, she found out what that Edith ruined her day. Like, the one come up is that she ruined Edith's you know, proposal. So, yeah, but that's, I mean, yeah. it's Sir Anthony. It's an... <laughs> yeah, so that was your number three also? That was my number three. Well, number two, I have Cora. I have Miss O'Brien as number two. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah. Well, why, why O'Brien? Why O'Brien? I mean, she, she she's the reason for a, a dead baby. That's, I mean, yeah, but I mean, she's not. Well, I guess she is down about it, but like, it's a bad look for. Her. I guess too professionally too. That looks bad uh, as a job. Yeah, and in there's the moment when the, at the garden party, mm-hmm. when uh, the dowager's like, "Hey, um, Corrid thinks you're indispensable," and. She really appreciates the input about hiring a new maid for me. And then you see that like in her face, like, oh, no. It It was all for, like, I, she, she screwed up. And you like, there's the gravity of maybe being a a rat person is not a great thing. (laughs) Yeah. The weight of the world on her shoulders now. Uh, Cora, number two, she had a miscarriage. It doesn't get much worse than that. She's my number one on the bottom. Like, it does not get it. I'm curious who you think had a worse time. Well, then not only does she have a, she loses a baby. Yeah. She has to like dress up and hang out at this stupid garden party and put on a, on a like, couch. They're like, they're like, do you want to go inside? And she, she's like, no, I can't, you know, stir up appearances that I'm not okay. Yeah. She's not okay. Right. She lost a freaking baby. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a little unfair because I don't have a person at number one. My, my number one is uh, England itself. They're going to war. People are gonna die. That's this is down. This is down. I guess season. that is bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Archduke Franz Ferdinand is your number. One. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he's, the, the fetus he's, is your number. One. Yeah, no, well, the Archduke Ferdinand six feet down. Um, yeah, England is. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna get grim. You know, season two probably. So we'll, we'll see. You know, it's, it's down out of nowhere. Uh, like it wasn't expected, but it's down. It, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, this episode had a lot of people who had a really bad go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Edith had a bad time. Yeah. Lord Grantham had a bad time. Yeah, balling. Thomas oh had a bad time. Bates is not doing so well. All right. Well, let's get to who's going up for you then. Okay. My number three on the going yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Django Unchained, Mrs. Patmore. <laughs> uh, it's a strong look for her, you know. You know, she gets her sight back. She realizes. I think she the attempt. Mm-hmm. With 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 the Daisy of having her try to make the food taste bad, yeah, is kind of redeemed at the fact that they're like, we paid for her to go to London to have cataract surgery. Like, week. are you like, why would we ever want to get rid of her? And then the rivalry between her and Mrs. Bird kind of becomes friendly. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fair. Uh, I have at number three. I have Thomas uh, Barrow. <laughs> Yes. Okay. He, he yeah, that a, is. He has a job lined up, and war is about to happen. He's in a good spot. Okay. He's, yeah. Relative and speaking. He, relatively speaking. Although he, it's funny though. He did rock a shiner uh, at the garden party after getting 
punched by William, <laughs> which is like, yeah, that, that's one thing. But he has a job, so he's not going to have to go to war, whereas some other people may have to go to war. So, And it is a, a, a thing, looking at it, like, just because everybody hates Thomas and wants him out of there mm-hmm. doesn't mean he had a bad week. Yeah, no. I mean, he didn't have a good as good a week as Django. Nope. Django Patmore. Not quite. Uh, who's your number two? My number two, just for the sake of simplicity, is Gwen. Okay. She gets the job. I don't really care about it. I don't care about it, but there's really no denying that it's... A season-long a, arc has been season, Yeah, it, yeah. It, it has been, you know... She deserves it. You know, send her off. Get out of here, Gwen. Yeah, I didn't think about it. I have base at number two. Because, uh, you know, uh, he's not going to lose his job. And, you know, he's got designs on Anna that are coming together. She loves him. And, you know, eventually something's going to happen. Yeah, so he's fond. Yeah, he's doing fine. Good for Bates. My number one is Anna. Oh, yeah? I think Anna has a fantastic week. She gets to spend a week in London. That's she gets true. to go to London, and then she's a big go-getter. Like, she goes to to Vera Bates. Or is Vera Bates the wife no, or the mother? Vera's the wife. The, the mo- yeah. She goes to the, meet the mother. and Makes a good impression. Makes a good impression on the mother. She, yeah. she finds out information. She's just, like, a great human. Yeah. And then she kind of ends the season... Maybe not on top of the world, but everyone likes her. Every she's been doing good. Yeah, it's really hard to deny that she's. It was an awesome time for her. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, for me, number one, it's Pat Moore. Uh, it, oh wow! Like, yeah, yeah. This is like when I think about Dad and Abby. Uh, it's bizarre, but I think of this moment. Like I think of like <laughs> Pat Moore going blind and the drama that ensued with that, and then her just rolling up with those glasses and just you know <laughs> owning things, and then the fact that she's got Daisy doing her dirty work. Doesn't doesn't blow back on her at all, even though she's oh, the yeah, one who commissioned that, her. That is true. Like, Patmore. face the, the consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that she got to spend a week in London, too, and she was crying, but it, everything worked out. Everything did work out. Yeah. Patmore, she's on uh, the highest high at the, going <laughs> like, into World you know, War you know, going to This 55-year-old woman, or however old she's supposed to be, things are looking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she even got to go upstairs, and there's like this... I love this character moment where they have her meet Grantham in the library, and she's like looking around as if she's never been in this room before. And it's just like, that's just that's cool to see. Anyways, though, was this a good episode? Yes. This is a great episode. Yeah. This is like really just... Like, the, the stuff with Anna digging up the information is kind of like a detective. You're just like, oh... Yeah, yeah, cool, great. And then the Edith stuff, and then like the line about the slut and stuff like that is really just like in the fight. There's a fight. Yeah, yeah. This is soap opera at its best. Like this is vintage, like General Hospital stuff to me. Like <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed this. episode I think uh, the characters that ended the episode well, and I would say like the characters that didn't have an episode in the red, mm-hmm. all looked good. Like I think Carson is very uh, paternal in this episode and oh, it's very I, sweet i forgot yeah i forgot to even talk about that like he's there to comfort mary and that that is like such a meaningful moment because like their relationship is very unique in that he's like a father and they, figure that's her. definitely without spoiling anything as the show progresses that's a very uh important important thing, thing. yeah and she, yeah she goes to him instead of grantham like it yeah i really felt for mary in that moment that, and i felt i the, the carson i think mr bates said um he is astonished at Mr. Carson's kindness. Yeah, and that's so true. Very, Mr. I mean, he doesn't do much in this episode. He's yeah. kind of a, a, a like a a prop more yeah. than he, so more than he is a honorable mention though on the up because he has a telephone now and he doesn't know how good of a thing that's going to be. Yeah, and he does going to change get the world. some comedy for that, like <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out how to do it. It's great. <laughs> 
Anyways, uh, any any notes that you have about I this episode? I have so many notes, and I I think we got over the broad strokes of everything. Uh, <laughs> did you like the one comment that when the telephone rings, Pat Moore says that's the cry of the banshee? We're going to get used to it. Yeah, I guess you know we should just do a. I know we're we're saying this at the end of season one, but we have more. We should yeah. just do like a a quote section, a good not out of context quote. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have enough quotes to go through that. I'd have to review a little bit. I have um, the Dowager says she feels like she's living in an H.G. Wells novel. Oh, yeah. And then she says, put that in your pipe and smoke it. She says that at one point. <laughs> was that a saying at the time or was it like a knowing like. She's like, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> you, you bastard. That's the quote from the season. That, Yeah. And da- is it who do they call Daisy? I have you little beggar. What, what was it that Bates <laughs> said to him when like Thomas was like talking trash, or whatever? Like, I, I don't know. He has like some snipe at him. Uh, well, this has the in the arms of a slut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I do like uh, Thomas's quote where he says, "Why must we live through them? They're just our employers." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak the truth, Thomas. Just don't hate on babies dying. That's not cool. Also, one, <clears throat> one thing that i had in my notes mm-hmm. just like hypothetically yeah it's known like it's public knowledge that she had the abortion right it's not like a secret cora yeah well it's not abortion but it's like miscarriage yes yeah i'm so sorry a miscarriage yeah. not an abortion that's my bad um and it's known like archduke franz ferdinand is dead yeah war is imminent yeah. Can't they just cancel the garden party? <laughs> Is that appropriate? <laughs> That's true. Why, why, why not? Uh, not? There couldn't be a better time to not have that. Uh, and also, it's a July day. So it's like, a, it's hot. <laughs> Is it hot? What's the, what are the temperatures like in uh, Downton Abbey in, in the summer? It's, it's just, I, I wouldn't think garden party when I think July, summer day. That's more of like a, I mean, a July, I, I would, April. I think, April, May? Maybe well, May, I guess May it, to June. It rains a lot in England, so maybe that's not the best time. Yeah. Also, uh, one thing in this episode that they really don't play mm-hmm. up is that they're all coming back from this extended stay in London, and they have a property or a house or something in oh, London. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's going on? And and is it Hughes that says she's had time to get things in order in the house? Yeah, yeah. And like Carson can I, gone can too? we get it? Speaking of Downton Abbey spinoffs, we talked about this last week. Wild Times in London. No, not well. Yeah, dude. T- down the the Grantham's in London, and the entire staff like in the house. So with no Crawleys or no yeah, Granthams. Oh, I'd watch that. I would watch like Miss Patmore with her feet up on the couches and stuff. Yeah. Oh man, the perfect name for the show with them in London would be Downtown Abbey. That would literally be them in their London house. Oh, my gosh. You'd have, like, a hip-hop beat. Maybe we need Julian Fellows in the show to pitch all these shows are coming up with the spinoff. Julian, yeah. Who needs the Gilded Age, okay? What we want we want everything that we talked about before, last time. Yeah. And we want the the suburban, well, not suburban, r- rural. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they have all that. Would you call a mansion in the middle, like, a giant property rural? I mean, it's its own kind of land, so it's, it's lavish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a, it's a mad Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think with that, what what are we going to do next? We're going to recap the first season. Yeah. So next week, I think what you'll get from us is some shorter episode. Maybe a shorter episode. Yeah. We're going to do some some statistical work with all of our power ranking votes. Yeah. We're going to break down the whole season because we talk episode by episode, but we don't mm. necessarily talk in context. Whole season, mm-hmm. and you know what? Let's just put it out. You got questions for us? 
We're at the end of season one. If you're a fan, if you have some questions, you want to know what we think about things, if you want to chime in and give a, a hot take or disagree with us, we'll talk about it on the air. Yeah, we want to hear it. And again, if you follow us on any of your podcast networks, uh, please subscribe uh, and give us a five-star review or something or, or you know, four-star. We're not, we're not, you know. We're not begging for your praise, but it doesn't take any time. Yeah. If you, you generally believe that we're a two-star podcast... Just give us a two-star. If you give us a two-star, you probably won't get the Downton Abbey tickets, but those are still out there, people, if you want them. Yeah. You know what we're going to say? Next week, we will pick our winners on the podcast. People are going to want the tickets. Or we're going to give them to, like, I don't know, ourselves. We'll go again. (laughs) Why not? Round two. (laughs) Or follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Email us. Hashtag us. All the social media. All the social media in the world. Hey, see you next time. (laughs)